Hello there, this is Shivani and welcome to the Psycho Soiree. How's your day going? Scary. <laughs> it's not scary. Everything's scary all the time on, on, on the podcast. Oh, It's the spook scary. cast. It's <laughs> shut up. <laughs> that was that was more along the lines it's the of the spook cast. The, that was along the lines of what I wanted to name it. I'm so sorry you didn't get your way. I was real stuck on spook. Do you remember? <laughs> you were stuck on like spook. A few and, things. Yeah, there were like three different spook. Where the other one? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Got my emotional support cat. My emotional support human. Mm-hmm. I really like this movie. Did you know it's my favorite movie? It is your favorite. It's, it's a favorite. good one. It is. It's not the best one, but there's something about it that's still scary. It's it's fun. It's as great as it is. <laughs> there's actually a lot of little funny little things I probably would have changed. I mean, just like a lot of the slasher movies in the 80s were great but awful for lots of reasons. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, uh, what is it? One of the opening scenes... Not not the opening scene, but one of the later scenes when uh, when he's chasing, I think it's Nancy down the alley. Is it Nancy he's chasing, or is it Tina? It depends on what part. <laughs> uh, when they're in the alley, he has the stretchy arms. Oh, that's Tina. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's Tina. Uh, so yeah. So for example, that the stretchy arms for starters, <laughs> I probably would have changed it a little. I don't. That was pretty silly. And then. When he first started chasing her, he doesn't really chase her. He just kind of like flails his arms <laughs> and slowly hobbles over to her. It's, like, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I like it. It's I like it. It's not great. <laughs> I probably would have re reshot it, but <laughs> it was scary. In 1984, it was scary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't alive. I have no idea. Well, <laughs> people who were alive in 1984 thought it was scary. Uh, did they? I, I'm sure they were the um, target I mean, audience. They were the audience. Yeah. <laughs> and sure. it did well enough. So I'm like, obviously, yes. <laughs> Anyways, the movie we are talking about yeah. is Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. Because honestly, I haven't seen the remake. I'll watch it at some point. Not excited. Could be great. Could be a disaster. So, 1984 version, because it's the best. I'm not biased. Okay. So, as far as characters in here, there are only four that really matter, because most of the adults um, don't really exist, or they're awful humans. So, Nancy's the main character, her friend Tina. I mean, Nancy's mom is important at the end. <laughs> I mean... Kind of, I guess. For all <laughs> intents and purposes, all of the adults are important because they're the reason all of this is happening. Yeah, they're more of a plot device than actual characters. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, so Nancy, Tina, Tina's Nancy's best friend, Glenn, who is Nancy's boyfriend, also baby Johnny Depp. Mm, right. mm -hmm. And then there's Rod, or is it Rod or is it Rob? I think it's Rod. I don't know, he's not important enough, they don't even ever show us his parents, so... 
Yeah, he's like an orphan or something. I don't know. All <laughs> he's like pre- the troubled teen. Well, I think Nancy's the only one with present parents because I think wasn't Tina her her uh, dad was gone and then her mom was in Vegas or something because they were trying to get a hold of her. Yeah, her and then I mean with Nancy, her parents are divorced. They're not together. Like Nancy lives in that house with her mom. Yeah, her dad's just the sheriff that she sees sometimes. So I'm like, people are dying. Glenn is the only one who has. Oh, a not broken a, family. Oh yeah, he has his parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. about that. We'll get to Glenn, Johnny Depp, and all of his greatness. Mm, he probably had my favorite death scene. I will say that. So is this why Johnny Depp's like in a bunch of weird shit? Because he, he started, started out in, in weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't be normal after being Nightmare on Elm Street. You got to do a bunch of weird. Started off with like Nightmare on Elm Street. And, uh, oh no, wasn't he was in something else. 21 Jump Street. Oh, yeah. Was that before or after this? I have no idea. Well, please. He was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which was a great movie. That was definitely after this, though. It was, but he was still really young. (laughs) Okay, so 21 Jump Street was after this, too, because that was 1987. So, like, this was the first, like, thing he did. That was the first, like, big role he had, I think. Either that or maybe... Or something before? What did he do? Wasn't he in Grease? That's John Travolta. But he was there too, wasn't no, he? No, he oh, wasn't. In I thought he was. I don't know why I thought he was in Greece. <laughs> what? I mean, in all fair, I've seen Greece like once a long time well, a couple years ago. Yeah, I can't find anything that he really did before this. I know that he. I, I'm, I'm almost positive he had. Oh, it wasn't. Uh, Lost Boys. Not Lost Boys. He wasn't in that. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not Lost Boys. It's another. Uh, what the he, he had a minor role in some other movie. Oh, did he? What is that? I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I just remember that he had a minor role in it. Did you? It was something you? like Lost. It was like a vampire movie, I'm pretty sure. Ooh, was it? I wanted to say Teen Wolf. Was he in Teen Wolf? He wasn't in Teen Wolf. Are you asking if Johnny Depp was in Teen Wolf? So I know it was uh, <laughs> Michael J. Fox, right? Yes. Yeah. But I, I thought he had like a minor background. Is that movie called Teen Wolf? That's not what that movie's called. <laughs> it could be. I'm pot. It's Teen Wolf. Isn't Teen Wolf it's like Teen a Wolf. show though? It might, could be a. Oh, it is a show too. Maybe. Let's see. Yeah. Teen oh, it's Teen Wolf. Okay. I don't know. Is that Johnny... what they based that terrible show off of? I think so. Oh, that's awful. I hope it's not. Um, We're not going to talk about that. That'll upset me. Okay. Yeah. Ugh. We can get to Teen Wolf another time. We will never get to Teen Wolf. Oh, do you not like Teen Wolf? I fucking hate that. Oh. Are you a closet diehard Teen Wolf fan? I wouldn't say closet or diehard. Just, I mean, I thought it was a pretty decent. I like Michael J. Fox. I think Not the work. movie, the TV show oh, on MTV. Oh, I've never seen the TV show. Oh, I have no idea. I've never seen the TV show. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. I was like, wait, what? No, sorry. I was like, I, I thought Teen Wolf was a perfectly fine movie. <laughs> I, I liked it. I was so mind blown for a second. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a TV show. Wow. Mm. And we'll get into the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. So the movie starts in a dream sequence. I'm actually not sure if it's Nancy's or Tina's. I'm going to say it's more Nancy's dream because later in the movie she talks about what she sees. And that's well, the, literally the first scene. Well, yeah, that initial opening scene, I'm pretty yeah. sure, is Nancy's. So the, orig- the original, the initial opening scene is definitely Nancy's dream. Um, she's dreaming about this boiler room dark dingy and um she sees this man with some dirty hands crafting the most 
Most creative murder weapon? A glove with knives for fingers. I would say it's the most super one creative. of the most creative. Because he could have just sure. got a knife, you know, like Jason. And I mean, like, any sharp object. You know, oh, well, object. I don't know. Jason just kind of throws things about. He uses what he has at his disposal. Yeah, it's like he could have just grabbed one knife, but no, he handcrafts. <laughs> He was... A special fitted glove with knives on it. He has some skill, for sure. He should have put that to use more positively. <laughs> I think it's like my favorite horror movie weapon. I think it's... it's pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> not like if it actually worked, if you could make a real good working one. Because I feel like it would be kind of susceptible to coming off or slipping, you know? Well, he, there's um, buckles on it. It would, yeah, it would have to be really... <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, he tried really hard because there's little, like, buckles on each finger. Like, you don't just slide it on. You, like, you have to tighten it. Okay. So, okay, yeah. So she sees that, and then you get the lovely super 80s title sequence where it just runs and jumps in your face. <laughs> you almost, you get some of that, like, early 80s horror music, too, that's kind of <laughs> breathy and echoey. <laughs> <laughs> It's not as bad as uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, it's not oh, as bad as that, but it is in the same vein as that, and it's pretty funny. It's got more more chimey stuff, but. <laughs> so after that title sequence, then you get into Tina's dream, and you see her running down a hallway in her nightgown, and she hears her name being called. She's super scared. She ends up in the same boiler room that Nancy saw in her dream. Now Tina ends up getting chased by Freddy. Wait, Tina when? <laughs> Um, when she's running down the hallway. Were you not listening? Okay, I, pay attention. <laughs> so she's running down the hallway. She runs and she makes some turns. She ends up in the same boiler room that Nancy was seeing in her nightmare. Once she gets in there, Freddy sees her and begins to chase her. Just a little side note. I do not understand why people do not wear shoes. She is barefoot running down this hallway. Now, I get that it's a dream, but I have never had a dream where I am barefoot if I left the house. And see, it's funny that you, because I've never <laughs> actually noticed or paid attention before. And saying that kind of makes me like try to think back. And at least as far as I can remember, yeah, I've never paid, I've never noticed. I've never paid any attention to it. So I don't know. It's just such a weird thing. I don't know. In my dreams, I tend to be fully clothed though. Like I've never had one of those, like you wake up and you're naked in front of strangers dreams. I haven't had, I've, I've had stuff. I've had like the underwear dream, like you know, you're you're in your underwear at work or whatever. So see, I haven't had that. I don't know. Maybe it's not. A, I don't know. I'm the weird one. It's okay. She is being chased barefoot in her nightgown through this boiler room, and just as Freddie catches up to her and rips fingers into her nightgown, she screams and wakes herself up. Conveniently. Convenient. Her great mother comes in with some guy right behind her, who's presumably not her father. I mean, well, yeah. We know it's not. Yeah. Could be. Who knows? Um, just wants to make sure she's okay because she's screaming. And then she says, you need better dreams or you need to cut your fingernails. And that's when Tina realizes her nightgown is ripped just like it was in her dream. Funky demon powers of Freddy. <laughs> I do like how her mom, for, like, cut your fingernails. What? You like it's I... normal to just scratch gigantic Yeah, like you think I did this to myself? What? <laughs> what kind of fingernails I, do you have? Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of that happening. Crazy mom, crazy nonsensical. Great intro though, because now you yeah. kind of get the idea of what's, uh, what they're in for, right? Yes. Shit's happening. Is it a dream? Is it real life? We don't know. All right. <laughs> Next morning, 
they go to school. They're walking. They're talking about their dreams. Tina is talking about how she was scared and she can't go to sleep. And her mom is on vacation, right? So she invites Nancy and Glenn over to hang out because she doesn't want to sleep alone. That dream really freaked her out. Her mom thinks it's acceptable to leave a 15 to 16 year old girl alone for weekends. Yeah, her parents, Tina's parents, are just kind of gone. Her mom's in Vegas. Her dad is, I forget exactly, but he... He's just, just not there. Yeah, I don't know. He took off. So, yeah. Know, maybe this... the guilt of burning someone alive. Too much for him to stay in town. Wait, is that what happened? What? We'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not that he should be guilty. Glenn and Nancy both decide to go to Tina's house, be good friends. Once they get to Tina's house, they start talking about the dreams they had again. And Nancy and Tina are really talking about it because Nancy also had a nightmare. Nancy tells Tina about the dream. Then Tina's like, oh shit, we dreamed about the same guy, the same room. That's weird. Glenn thinks they're crazy. He's like, that's not possible. Well, what's weird is one of, I've, uh, was it Rod, I think it was, had the same dream? That's but was yet. it afterwards? Yeah, that's afterwards. Okay, it was afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, real strange that they had this. And yeah, Glenn thinks they're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Glenn's like, that's not possible. You can't dream about the same person you both have never seen. Yeah, like you're what? just talking about it, so you're both seeing, like, no. They stop talking about it because Rod comes over, and Rod is Tina's boyfriend, and they are two teenagers with no parents in the house. So they go to the bedroom and leave Glenn and Nancy. I don't, like, they're in the living room. I guess they go into Tina's room because Rod and Tina go into her mom's room, which is really weird. Would you want to have sex in your parents' bed? Ugh. I, maybe it was uh, maybe it was to like split up the rooms. Maybe they only had the two bedrooms, so it was like, well, I'll go in my parents' room. You can take my a little less weird. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, I'm not having <clears throat> sex in my parents' bed. I wouldn't either, but I mean, I, I would have put them in my parents. Like, yeah, you, you do that. <laughs> either way. <laughs> Before, well, after they're done. <laughs> Before Rod falls asleep, he tells Tina that he had a bad dream. Doesn't tell her what it's about, but he's like, I also had a nightmare. Then he falls asleep. Which is because he knows what theirs <laughs> is. Like, he knows that it was the same thing, even though he, I don't understand so why. So Rob he, wouldn't have known was he because he wasn't there when they were having that conversation he came after. Was he not there? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought it was. Okay. So, like, when they're first at school, when they're first talking about, like, just that she had a nightmare and she invites them over, she never goes into what it was. Yeah, and they never made the connection. Okay. And then when they get to her house, she tells Glenn and Nancy, because they're there, Rod comes after. You know, that actually, Freddie's timing. Mm -hmm. Gotta give him a little more credit. He's he's smart. (laughs) Tina doesn't ask for more information for some reason, and they just go to sleep. Yeah, so she re- consider this all situation considered that she should have been more. I mean, she's like, "Oh, you had a nightmare," and he's like, "You guys don't have a corner on the market." What does he say? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys don't have a corner. I can have. He's like, "I can have a nightmare if I want." Like, I don't know, something like that. That's just like, oh, okay. But we just... don't ask for anything additional. <laughs> yeah, she should have been more, but I don't know. I get it. like it's nightmares. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so Tina. Has a new dream after she falls asleep. And she awakes to items being tossed at her window. Kind of like the Romeo and Juliet thing, like gently tossing pebbles. Oh, yeah. It was like, it's like a sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something funky. So but... she gets up and goes to her window. And then, is it a rock he throws? Or no. Is it one of his it knives? Looks, so it, 
I mean, okay, so it's kind of hard. I think it's supposed to be like one of his knife fingers, like getting into the glass. The actual Im impression of it or indentation mark is just kind of a round. It looks like a rock, but it's perfectly round. It's weird. But I think it's supposed to be his Something is thrown at her window and it cracks the yeah. window. Not sure what it is. That makes Tina think that it is fantastic to go outside and see what that is. With no shoes, again, by the way. Yeah, all these people, they keep going around everywhere, no shoes. Awake, asleep, climbing in rose bushes and whatnot, no shoes. But yeah, she goes. Like, it's pretty much the same MO he has. Like, he spooks you, he's calling your name. This is when he's walking down the alley with his super stretchy arms. Oh. This is the scene. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, so it came, it came a lot later on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he has his super stretchy arms. It's actually full of great practical effects. It starts around like 15 minutes into the movie, but this is also where he like cuts off his fingers and the green pus is shooting yeah. out. <laughs> Full of great stuff. He chases her back into her bedroom, and there is a struggle on the bed. So back in the real world, not the dream world, Rod wakes up because Tina is... Thrashing about. Thrashing about. Rod is trying to wake her up. He's like, wake up. He's flung to the other side of the room. Some demonic forces are at work. <laughs> and he just sees an invisible force tearing apart his girlfriend. She's being drugged up against the walls, onto the ceiling before eventually being completely torn apart and thrown to the ground. The screaming wakes up Nancy and Glenn. They call the police. And Rod does what any logical person would do. He leaves. Yeah, he yeah. so Rod books it. <laughs> he says, and he's absolutely right. Like, even though this is... And there's some little details, too, because, like, this girl was literally pinned to the wall, like, pulled up the wall onto the ceiling and, like, held up against the ceiling. If they would have... I mean, any good police work would have revealed that, like, there's really no physical possible way that this kid could have done this. But, of course, you know, horror movie police have to be bumbling idiots. So, yeah, he books it because he's like, they're not going to believe me. They're going to say that I believe nobody me. else is in that room. It's locked from the inside. Yeah, it's just, it's a hard, it, it doesn't make any sense, but at the same time, there's no other explanation. And so it's kind of, yeah, catch 22. So he books it. And surprise, surprise. Next scene, Rod's the prime suspect <laughs> because, mm. of course he is. Nancy's dad is the police sergeant because he had to come into the movie for some reason. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know why they... I think it was for the ending setup, I think is what that was. We don't really have like any description of how much time has passed. I'm going to say a couple of weeks. Nancy decides to go back to school. I mean, at least I hope it's a couple of weeks. Like, Honestly, I hope this girl I wasn't was, trying to go back to school like the next day. I was under the impression it was the next day or two. Honestly, because this kid's still on the run. He's not even dirty or anything. Like his hair's not even messed up. Oh, you're right, you're right. So he's, it doesn't seem like he's been on, let's say on so the So probably just long. a few <laughs> days then. We'll say like, Three. That's what. Most. Yeah, I'm thinking like two. I'm thinking like two to five. Yeah. And his, because her, uh, is it, it's the police sergeant. Yeah, it's her dad. Mm -hmm. When they kept, yeah, they, she's as, or he was asking her why she was going to school. It's probably pretty soon. 
Nancy decides she's ready to go back to school. Hopefully she gave it at least three days, but she's crazy, so probably not. She's not really crazy, but... (laughs) She I mean, sleep deprivation makes Between, you crazy, and at this point, and she's not sleeping. Yeah, exactly. And like with everything, she uh, she could use some. She could use a good long nap and a couple of days off. <laughs> she decides to walk to school, and this scene upsets me because there is a very clear police officer watching her just from a tree. Yeah, inconspicuous police <laughs> officer is very conspicuous. So, clearly her dad is trying to set this up, so Rod comes and contacts her. I don't understand just how she didn't recognize him. So, she definitely did. She sees the police officer, and she heads down, like, a... It's more of a, like, hiking oh, or biking yeah. trail I guess she did instead of the sidewalk. To, yeah, she did try to kind of... But, but I'm just like, work. if you're going to have, like, a detail put on your daughter... <laughs> Half imposed as like the mailman or some shit, like not just hanging out next to a tree in his aviators. Yeah, no, there was a bench right there. I thought like you could have just been reading a newspaper or something. I don't know. It was the eighties; they didn't have cell phones or not wide use, spread use. Also, he just assumes that Rod is gonna seek out Nancy. Actually, okay, never mind. That's fair because her dad's the police sergeant, so yeah, he wants no. to know what. Okay. He was a, it was a good idea. He just. I mean, I would say he executed it poorly. Honestly, it worked perfectly well, so it was fine. Rod, like, he puts his hand over her mouth and, like, pulls her away. Like, that makes me feel like I'm going to be raped and abducted. Yeah, I don't think that was the best way to do it. I think he was aware of the police detail, though. (laughs) Yeah, he drags her into the bushes forcefully. (laughs) So Nancy asks if Rod kills, like, killed Tina. Question. Rod says no, he didn't do it. <laughs> you know, Nancy is unconvinced at this moment. She was like, you're the only one in there. Door's locked from the inside. Yeah, she's kind of like... <laughs> you didn't see the person doing this to her? Like, she's asking all the right questions. That was her thing was he kept... Because he didn't explain... I mean, part of it was his fault. He didn't explain it well. He kept saying that there was someone else doing it. And, you know, oh, I, I didn't see them. I didn't get a look at them. He didn't explain that, like, no, this was some demon kind of stuff going like this was like a demonic possession this wasn't like a person coming in before the conversation can go further that's when the police decide to move in and rod gets arrested nancy's upset because her father used her as bait and that's what he asked like you said what are you doing going to school for so maybe it's only been a couple of days since her best friend died which is not healthy yeah, I don't know why you would do that. But, I mean, her mom's an alcoholic, so she's uh, like, oh my god, could... if you feel better, go to school. Yeah, home might not have been a whole lot better. Her mom never exhibited any signs of, like, abuse or anything, though. Just neglect, maybe. Neglect. So. All right. <laughs> so, I'm assuming same day, Nancy finally gets to school. We see her in English class. Now, since Nancy hasn't been sleeping, of course, all kids fall asleep in school. She's out. This wasn't the best choice. <laughs> no. It's not the best, best place to go if you're trying to escape a demon from your dreams. <laughs> so yeah, she is out, out. Yeah, she did. I mean, <clears throat> it's one of those she falls asleep without realizing she fell asleep, if I'm not mistaken. Well, initially. Initially, she doesn't. So in this scene, which is probably my second favorite scene in this whole movie, she like nods off and you know, like almost falls and hits her desk, catches herself. Opens her eyes, she now sees Tina in a bloody body bag, calling her name. And then, by some invisible force, her body just kind of (laughs) slumps and gets pulled out of the classroom. It is a really good scene. It's pretty horrifying. I 
I don't even know what I would do if I saw something like that. Now, my reaction would be to not follow the bloody body bag, but I'm not in a horror movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely option number one not to do, is we're not going to follow the floating bloody body. Yeah. Well, it's not dragged bloody body, but she does it anyway. She does it anyway. She's like, oh, that's my best friend in a body bag. The friend who's definitely dead, but somehow not dead right now. Just, I don't know. I don't understand her she's logic. Talking to me. She's calling me. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. She's my being a good friend. Like, she's the ride or die you need. Anyway. Mm, I feel like she might get you into some trouble following <laughs> dead people around. Uh, anyway. She follows the bag into the hallway. And into the hallway, she's trying to, because the bag's moving at this point. Not like fast, but she's got to, you know, like speed walk to keep up with it. She runs into a student. Yeah, well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) A student. um, She runs into a student in the hallway in the same like red or green. It's a, yeah. yeah. It looks like a gender bent living version of Freddy is what it looks like. Yeah, same sweater like and everything. If Freddy Krueger was a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Same sweater, same knives. Yeah. Well, not an, initially you just see the sweater, I think. I don't think. Oh, you're right. You're right. So initially you see the sweater and then she turns around again and then like the student is now waving at her with a little finger glove on with all the knives. And sounds like Freddy. It's her. Yeah. There's blood on the faces. Um so initially like she uh it's Nancy bumps into the student and, you know, they not get knocked down. And the student has, like, a bloody nose at first. And, I don't know, it's kind of normal-ish. But then she just, Nancy just kind of keeps going. Because I guess at that point she kind of realized what was going on. Sort of. Kind of. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, yeah, then she gets up and turns. And her face is not, you know, it's like that, uh, like, the corn syrups. and It's not, like, a lot. But there's, like, a relatively lot amount of blood on her face for and it. It's a good scene. It's scary. It's pretty scary. It's good. But after this, Nancy still decides to follow the bloody trail that this body bag is leading around the school because. Which they had a lot of fun with that blood mix stuff. Yes. They did a lot. <laughs> it's very, very. It's like f- pulled in there. Like it's filled with them just leaking it. Yeah. So. She follows this bag all over the school, down some stairs, and she ends up in the same boiler room she's been having nightmares about. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, at that point, do you turn around? I don't know when you turn around. Never, if you're Nancy. I just don't know where she thought she was going. Like, where... I don't know what she thought was going to come up this trail. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. This is also around where one of my other favorite scenes is, where he, like, scratches his chest with his uh, knives yeah. and, like, the maggots and the pus come out. Yeah, it opens Practical up and it's just, like, rotting flesh. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, she sees him. Because, of course, where else is he going to be other than his home? He starts to chase her. And Nancy runs for a while. Then she gets trapped. And she realizes, like, this is a dream I need to wake myself up. So she... Takes her arm and burns it against one of the really, really hot pipes in the boiler room. Which it... How did... Hmm. It's... it's it, the rules of this universe are a little confusing. <laughs> as far as when they can get themselves up and what affects them and what doesn't and all like that. 
because uh, I mean he comes and slash he well he killed Tina by slashing her, but that didn't wake her up. So it's just a little confusing. That's all. I agree. <laughs> we'll but, get there because I mean, yeah, it, for, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens, and so this does wake Nancy up um, in the middle of her classroom still. Yeah, that's where she fell asleep. So she wakens in the middle of class, screaming and thrashing about. And then, as I would, she goes home. Yeah, basically, <laughs> she did what she dreamed that she did in real life when she woke up. Yes. So as she's walking home, she notices that there is a real burn mark on her arm. Yeah. Where she had burned it in her dream. Which is, yeah, that's where you, I guess you kind of start getting some of the rules where like, but it, I don't know. Again, it's kind of confusing. Side note, can we talk about how happy Robert England is to play Freddy? This man is living his best life in this role. He really looks like he is thoroughly enjoying tormenting these kids, which makes yeah. it that much Weird. scarier. Like, this dude is just having a blast carving himself up in front of me so that I'm terrified for what he's going to do to me. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming before she goes home, or maybe after she goes home, because her alcoholic mother is asleep, um, she goes and sees Rod at some point after school. And this is when Rod tells her about what he saw specifically happen to Tina. He tells her that he saw multiple knives at one time going through her body. Oh, yeah, 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 because she goes to the, the jail, I guess. And, and yeah, he finally explains more, so that, in a way that does, makes more sense, even though it still cra- sounds crazy. But at this point, what, if with everything that Nancy has seen, she's like, Oh my god, I think I know what happened. Mm -hmm. So Rod tells her about seeing what he saw specifically. He also tells her that he had, like he tells her the nightmare that he had, which is the same nightmare that she had and the same nightmare that Tina had. So they're all dreaming about the same guy. Yeah, she's getting the idea at this point, or she's figuring out at this point that like it is absolutely this dude, He's come. he is actively coming after us, and he can absolutely hunt us down in our dreams and kill us in real life like she's she's putting the pieces together (laughs) so i don't think she's 100 percent convinced of that yet but the next scene definitely convinces her that they can get hurt (laughs) yeah so i don't think that she quite has the full but she like i said she's kind of piecing things together like she's getting the idea so next scene we see is nancy taking a bath which baths fix everything I hope you know. I just don't understand how she's not convinced of it at this point because she's the one who's had the most interaction with him. Like, I mean, I get it though, but there's not been any, any like substantial proof that you can get hurt or die. Because I mean, like the bump on her arm, I'm thinking she was probably just like, oh, it could have happened when I, because she like flew out of her desk. <laughs> It's a weird coincidence, but... It's just the type of thing that her her dress, or not her dress, like her nightgown, right? That wasn't her nightgown, that was Tina's. Oh, was that Tina? Yeah, so this is like oh, the first time okay. that well, she's mind. gotten hurt. Okay, that makes more sense then. That does make more sense. All right, I, yeah. All right, fair enough. See, Freddie, he's smart. He's smarter than I give him credit for. I, I, yeah. All right, so she's taking her bath. And, you know, for some reason, she's singing that Freddy nursery rhyme, which kids make the weirdest nursery rhymes about the most gruesome stuff. Like, you know what Ring Around the Rosie's about? 
Uh, well, I mean, mo- most all nursery rhymes are based off of horrible, horrible things. But uh, yeah, I don't know why she was singing that one. I I feel Especially like that was just. Oh, I guess she doesn't know yet that it's Freddy Krueger specifically. So. Yeah, she doesn't. Okay. But I definitely feel like that was one of those things just for the movie. It could be because of what happened in the town. It might have just been like a popular. It could have. You would. Well, maybe. I don't know. Small towns? They're weird. But that's what I'm like. You would think that that would have been the exact, like a taboo thing. I mean, yeah, but they're at the age where they don't care. Like, she's supposed to be between 15 and 17. Okay, you're right. That's fair enough. (laughs) But she's singing this song because it's soothing, I guess. Sure. And right before she's about to fall asleep, her mom. Knocks on the door and warns her not to fall asleep because she could drown. Nancy's like, I'm not five. I'll be fine. She <laughs> says good. something super teenage angsty. I mean, it's <laughs> I not. I don't know what you... Yeah, I'm like, I kind of understand it. Like, eh, she does this all the time, I'm sure, regularly. Never been a problem before. And then this is when her mom's like, well, I have some warm milk for you when you get out. Who drinks warm milk, Trevor? You know, that I've had it before because when I was little, my, you know, my parents were like, oh, yeah, try this to help you sleep. It's disgusting, I think. But, I don't know, some people, I don't know, it's been a thing for a reason, I guess. Ew. Uh, I can't imagine. Either way, uh, Nancy was not happy about it either. Yeah, she didn't want that warm milk. (laughs) Of course, because Nancy's sleep deprived and, you know, she's been having a hard week. She falls asleep. Yeah, bathtub, not the best place to go if you're trying to escape a demon in your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> not the best place. So, Freddy takes advantage of this and pulls her under the water. That was, an- even though it's not, it's not, it's not my favorite scene because it's not like super creative or anything like that, but it is super scary because it looks like the way that they shot it, it looks like she's being pulled under like an ice cap or something. Mm-hmm. So there's literally just that one hole. And I'm not sure. It kind of seemed like it was shrinking at certain points in time. Which really makes sense because, like, I think it's supposed to, like, look like ice. But it's, like, that thick layer of bubbles, too. So it's pretty realistic. Like, when you put, like, a hole in bubbles, it's just that little hole. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, like, it worked. It was a really good scene. And it was terrifying just because I, I think being dragged underwater would be terrifying so i don't really know if or actually i do think it's her mom i think her mom knocks on the door and that like wakes her up because drowning doesn't wake you up i guess or see this is one of those parts in the movie where i'm not sure if she's awake the whole time asleep the whole time or a mixture of both so it it kind of seems like in the in the dream world you can wake up if you do something to like basically once freddy has you he kind of keeps you from waking up Mm -hmm. is kind of what it seems like uh so yeah i but yeah this is a weird scene where i don't know if she was asleep or i don't it's hard to tell because she's definitely splashing around in there and calling for her mom or did her mom just hear her calling for her yeah, she could have just been calling for her in her sleep. But her hair was definitely dry, and then it was wet afterwards. So she definitely went under the water. Yeah, she definitely went under. Yeah, I don't know. And well, and she's like, at the end, you can tell she's awake because she is actively communicating with her mother. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I forget exactly what they say, but yeah, at, at the end, but it's kind of hard to tell, like maybe she woke up and then he was dragging her under and then he like still had her halfway, but she was kind of like in, I don't know. It gets very confused. The, the, the concept gets very confusing. <laughs> so um, somehow um, Nancy gets away and gets out of the bathtub. And I feel like this is where she's really like, this is something dangerous. Yeah. Like, this is something that... Yeah, I think this is where she figures out that this isn't just... This isn't coincidence. This isn't anything like that. Like, this is something that is, you know, active, very dangerous and really coming after us. For sure. All right. So, at this point, um, Nancy starts taking drugs. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> she starts taking drugs. She takes something called stay awake. Nancy, I'm... drugs are not the answer. They're not going to help. <laughs> It's a temporary escape. Don't do drugs. Okay, no, she so takes caffeine they're caffeine pills. pills. Yeah. I didn't know what they were. <laughs> no, they, yeah, it's just literally just like caffeine pills. She starts drinking a bunch of coffee. Okay. It's, yeah, it's not like. But she took like three of them uh, and washed yeah. it down with a cup of coffee. Yeah, so she, I mean, she's trying to escape the demon. Have your heart explode from caffeine OD or <laughs> have your heart ripped out from dream demon? It's a toss up. Your heart wouldn't explode. Wouldn't it just, like, get tired and take a nap? Which, oh, I mean, no, you'll it, go it can't do. Yeah, no, you'll go into cardiac arrest. Yeah, that's arrest. what happens. Your, your heart takes a nap. It doesn't take a... No, it just starts jiggling around like a bowl of jello. It's, it just beats real fast? I thought when you had a heart attack, it stopped. It seizes up. Like, it. it it's like when you have a... Uh, what do you call it? Like a charley horse or something? Or, like, uh, a cramp. It's like when, kind of like when you have a cramp, like your muscle just kind of seizes up. You can look at it. It's the electrical impulses oh, get out of. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. So yeah, they a just... heart attack is when blood flow to the heart is blocked, whereas cardiac arrest is when your heart just stops. Oh. And it has to be restarted. So that's the difference. Okay. So, yeah, there's, I mean, there, I guess there's different causes. That's, yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. All right, Nancy. Yeah, yeah she, she starts, starts taking a bunch of pills because she was like, well, I'm not sleeping until I figure this out. So yeah. she's she's gonna she, she's going a little crazy. At least she thinks she's going crazy, but she well, actually probably is. So yeah, I mean, she is to a certain degree because if you're asleep for, I mean, or I'm sorry, if you don't sleep for you know more like 24 hours, you, you're 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 kind of your brain's kind of mushy at that point. And then on top of it, all the other stuff that's been going on. So she's yeah, she's not right, but. She's actually doing pretty well, given everything. She's on the right track. She's figured out that, like, hey, if I don't sleep, it doesn't seem like he can get to me. So she's kind of bought herself a little bit of time. But, yeah, I mean, you're... You're going to have to sleep. Yeah, that's only so much time. And that's a hot, That's an uphill battle. Yeah. So she has all the lights on, the TV blaring. Like, she's she's not sleeping. And then, because it was popular in the 80s for people to just climb up the side of your house and enter your bedroom window, Glenn well, comes no over. shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> Going through the rose bush. There were ro- I'm pretty sure they were roses. There's they roses like- up and down that little, ter- I don't know what you call those things, like the little lattice thing that he climbed. Yeah. yeah. Those are covered in roses. And he meaning just, there's thorns. No gloves, no shoes, like, guy. Well, I. you know what, though? Credit, gold, you know, silver lining. Uh, nimble. Real nimble. <laughs> He got up there, no injuries. It's impressive. I couldn't do that. Strange. Mm-hmm. No shoes. But like you were saying when we were watching this, this is why nobody puts on fucking shoes in their dreams because they don't even take the time. 
when they're awake to put them on. Yeah, they don't put them on whether maybe that's what it is. You just dream it's what fine. you would do in reality. So <laughs> chaos. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, Nancy asks him for a favor. She says, "Hey, watch me while I sleep, and if it looks like I'm having a bad dream, wake me up." Mm. Now, Glenn is just super excited to be in his girlfriend's bedroom after dark. Oh, real quick, backtrack a little bit. Uh, Glenn already has a terrible track record for not falling asleep. Not yet. Is it not yet? This is the first time. Is this the first time? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. I swear there was another time before this where he fell asleep. I'm almost positive. No, this is the first time. Okay. I'm telling you, this is the first time. Glenn's excited to be in there. He's a teenage boy. I'd be excited. Nighttime. She's in her pajamas. And he's in a chair next to the bed. <laughs> That's a not a horrible position to be in. Nancy falls asleep and she starts dreaming about walking to Tina's house. So I guess they all live, I don't know how small this town is, but probably really small. So it's, I'm thinking they all live in relative closeness. It definitely seems like they all live in the same neighborhood. Not, if not the same, some of them the same street. Yeah. But again, it's also like a dream, so. Yeah, there's no really good way to tell like absolutely what's happening yeah. if the dis- if it was real the distance was real and accurate or not who knows but but way. um she opens the gate to dina's house and it opens to the police station where she can now see rod in bed in his cell oh yeah 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 and so at this point she realizes that glenn is asleep because she's like hey wake me up you know because she sees freddie she can hear him calling her yeah, she's figuring out. <laughs> Glenn's knocked be. out. And, you know, she's there at the police station, but she's not really there, so she can't even, like, she can, it's, you know, say, hey, Rod, like, be careful tonight. It's one of those horrible situations where you can, like, you can see what's going on, but you can't, you have no control or influence over it. Mm-hmm. Freddie ends up chasing Nancy back to her house, back to her bedroom. And, you know, they're fighting in the bed. He's ripping up pillows. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're going Glenn's at still it asleep. in front of yeah in front of Glenn, <laughs> and doesn't yeah cra- heavy sleeper. And then the ringing of Nancy's alarm because she's smart and she set one wakes, wakes her both up. Both of them up. Oh, the alarm doesn't wake up Glenn. She wakes up Glenn. Oh, the alarm didn't wake him up. Good guy. Stop asking this heavy <laughs> sleeper. Like this dude is not the dude. Yeah. He's just out and. And people like that really do exist. I we there used to be a guy that we had to literally like bounce his head off the seat to wake him up. We thought he was dead. We were terrified. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. We were bouncing his head off the back of the seat to try and wake him up cuz it was padded, you know, it wasn't like. But yeah, we yeah. just slapped him, shook him, nothing. So, people like that do exist. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. And Nancy is understandably very upset with Glenn. Like, I asked you one thing. Dude didn't wake up from the alarm. He's not. Freddy is his bane of his existence. He, he has no means of fighting him. <laughs> Once he's out, Freddy just Never has free reign of him. Yeah. At this point, um, Glenn and Nancy leave the house and go to the police station. And I don't know why she's so surprised to see her dad there. Like, what are you doing here? Like, he works there. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I took um, the, he says I took the night shift so I could get some peace and quiet. <laughs> and her dad is like, "What are you? It's 
past midnight. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. She says, we need to speak to Rod. We just want to make sure he's okay. And her dad, like, okay. After lots of arguing. Yeah, fine. I guess. Well, they're too late. Mm. Because Freddie, while Rod is sleeping, makes a noose out of his bed sheets and hangs him in his cell. Yeah. Rod is now gone. The next scene is at Rod's funeral. And I think it's just a little strange that we get to see Rod's funeral, but not Tina's. It is. I'm trying to... There has to be... Because it had to have just been a plot thing. Like, what... I I don't really remember if anything important happens at the funeral. Because I remember... uh, I'm trying to think. Honestly, I don't really... I remember the funeral. I don't really remember what happened. So I know at the funeral is when Nancy's mom is like, we have to get her... Oh, okay, never mind. I know what it is. Okay, we'll get there. I still feel like Rod has always been seen like as the troubled kid. Yeah. It's just like, sure. why can't we see Nancy's best friend's funeral, but we were seeing Rod's? Fucking weird. Oh, maybe it's because her parents were gone. They didn't have any money. She didn't have a funeral. I mean, damn, but Rod, who basically lives by himself, <laughs> he doesn't maybe, come from good home. Maybe he had savings. I don't I don't Let me know. not be judgy. Maybe Rod comes from an excellent home and he just chooses to be an asshole. Maybe Rod was a real man and he had a job and savings and insurance and all that kind so of that stuff. So that actor had to be at least like 30, right? Because that was not a 17-year-old oh, high yeah, school no. male. Okay. Uh, late 20s, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, after the funeral, I mean, which they're horrible funeral attendants because they like literally let the guy say a prayer. And then, of course, Nancy's mom's like, I got to go drink. So time's up. Let's go home. Great service, guys. I've had enough of it. Just wrap <laughs> this up. Goodbye. <laughs> Body didn't even get put in the ground. Like, like it's it's drink o'clock. Um, I'll be back in a little while. <laughs> I just need to step into my car for five minutes. <laughs> and so her dad's, you know, trying to fit. Like, do you know what's going on? And Nancy's like, hey, I don't know what's going on. We're all having the same dreams about this guy, burnt up, weird hat, finger knives black and green sweater or red and green sweater and then like you can see like her parents know exactly who she's talking about at oh, that point oh that's right okay so that's the point where yeah you, they actually like everything comes together so they can figure out who it is why they're doing or at least kind of but that means they definitely think she's crazy because this man is dead yeah and they're like no we this guy <laughs> we, we know about this guy <laughs> he's not mm. So Nancy's mom's like, we're going to get her some help. And they they don't really have her committed. They have a sleep study done on her. Oh, it's because she's, oh, yeah, because they're really concerned she's not sleeping. Sleeping. They like, think, like, if she just sleeps, like, all of this will she'll, stop. Yeah, she's just having. I got to say, though, it begs the question. Like, obviously, there's something up because this guy's dead. But at the same time, again, this is kind of a smaller town, it seems. This probably would have been kind of, like, taboo. To, you know, I, I don't think this is the type of thing that would have... This isn't the story that would have got around, I don't think. So how would she have known about it? And the guy's name and stuff? Like, that... It seems like they would have buried it. Nancy is pleading with these people to give her a pill just to stop her from dreaming. Like, she's like, that's the issue. I mean, that sounds real... It sounds real sane, though. <laughs> and the doctor, no, 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 you need your dreams. They're gonna go crazy. And she kind of just looks at him like, what the fuck do you think I am now? yeah she's yeah what do you mean i'll go crazy i'm there ah it's a frustrating situation (laughs) so against her will they put her to sleep and as should be expected at this point she starts having just an extremely violent nightmare 
She's thrashing about. Takes them quite a few minutes. Like, the doctors don't even wake her up. She wakes herself up. Yeah. <laughs> Takes them forever. Because at first, the doctor's like, huh, this is weird. Well, weren't they just looking at, like, oh, her heart rate's a little elevated. No mm-hmm. big deal. She might just be, you know, whatever. Yeah, they don't think it's a big deal for the longest time. But I'm like, you see her in there thrashing on the bed. Fuck what your screen says. Like, wake her up. Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, again, logically, it's just a night. Like, this is exactly what they're trying to figure out is, you know, what's going on. They don't think that there's any danger, you know. Fair enough. But um, Nancy wakes herself up. Again, I don't I don't really understand how. Maybe it was like a combination of her just being really scared and then also like her mom like trying to get her up too. She wakes up. She has bloody scratches all over her arms. A strand of her hair in the front has turned white white. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, that was. She's about. so scared, like her hair turned white. Like that's a thing. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's <laughs> why her hair okay. Mm-hmm. And then she pulls up her covers. She has pulled Freddie's hat through the dream. So, oh, so that's why she was... Okay. So, yeah, I mean, how did... Well, why don't you go ahead? Because I, I don't remember this part too well. Now, Nancy confronts her mother about the hat. She's like, I'm clearly not crazy. Where did this come from? Her mom, drinking already, because it's like 8 a.m. when they're having this discussion, mm. is like, oh, no. Well, I don't know where that's you got your... it from. You must have found it before we got there. Yeah, that's your hat. You always had that. You picked it up off the street or something. I don't know. It's a hat. Whatever. And Nancy, knowing where her drunk mom keeps everything, just goes in the door like, really? You threw it out? Like, no, this is real. Like, this man's name is in this hat. Like, who is this man? Who is Fred Krueger? So at that point, I don't see how you could... I don't see how you could be fighting it as, like, her mom... I don't see how her mom's fighting it at that point. You literally watched... Like, it's a sleep study. They were... They saw how she went in there, and she came out with this thing that she didn't have... It's got this guy's name on it that she somehow, like, at this point, there's something going on that you need to figure out. Yeah. This isn't just some bad dreams or, you know? But her mom just insists that she needs some sleep. Nancy makes some comments about her mom being an alcoholic. Nancy's mom slaps her. Nancy smashes her alcohol bottle. End of scene. <laughs> Fun times. Okay, so Nancy leaves. She goes on a lovely little picnic with Glenn. And this is the first time in the movie that you actually see, like, Glenn being a good boyfriend. Like, he gets her some lunch. They're talking. Other than that, like, you don't see him. Well, not even, like, a good boyfriend. Like, a boyfriend at all. Yeah, not, I was going to say, they don't ever <laughs> seem to have that connection until, yeah. So they start talking about dreams. Um, Glenn doesn't ever specifically say what he dreamed about, but he says he's been having bad dreams. We can just assume that it's the same that the rest of the kids have been having. Uh, considering what happens, yes. I don't understand why at this point, with Nancy knowing kind of what's going on, why she doesn't get more specific details out of him. I mean, maybe she's just like, okay, I don't need them. This is what's happening. Oh, that could be. That's true. <laughs> You're right. I don't, yeah. So then they start talking about, well, Glenn specifically, saying every time he has a bad dream, what he was told to do is to turn his back on the monsters, and it takes away all the power they have from them. Oh, is it Glenn who gave her that idea? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And she says, well, what happens if that doesn't work? And Glenn says, well, I guess you don't wake up to find out. And that's okay. it. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So Nancy goes back home and sees that her mother 
And I'm going to say maybe she was gone for two hours. Let's put bars all over the windows. Did she? Yeah. How? She had someone come over and put bars all over the windows. I don't... Mm. It doesn't make much sense to me either. Because I'm like, first of all, Nancy couldn't have been gone that long. That's where I'm just like, <laughs> the timing doesn't make sense. Because I'm like, yeah. I mean, they would've... just like went for a walk and got lunch. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't... I don't know. We'll just... Ignore that, I guess. Yeah, bars on all of the windows. Nancy is like, what the fuck is happening? You know, she's talking to her mom, and her mom's like, it's for protection. And she says, hey, follow me. We got to have a chit-chat. They go down to the basement for some... Well, they go down to the basement. Her mother proceeds to go into who Fred Krueger is. She says that Fred Krueger was a child murderer who killed over... 20 children. Now, this is before Nancy was born. This is like when she was... We're going to assume these parents were in their late teens, early 20s at this time period. So, yes, he killed all these kids. Um, he got arrested. There was a trial, but the case ends up being thrown out because the search warrant where they got all their evidence from was not signed in the right place. Oh, was So they couldn't the use any of the evidence. Okay, okay. So that's <laughs> what... That was what the technicality was. Nancy's mom and dad... And, hey, Glenn's mom and dad. And Tina's mom, at least. <laughs> and Rod's parents. All of these parents during that time in this small town, they were like, no, we're not going to let a child murderer get away. Get off. Technically, because someone signed in the wrong yeah. place. So they track him to his home in the boiler room. And that's also where he took all of his victims. They threw gasoline everywhere, trapped him inside, set the building on fire, and watched as he was burned alive. Which, uh, I mean, fitting end, honestly. All things considered, I'm like, yeah, died kind of the same way you, uh, what you were doing to everybody else. So it's, it, I'm not upset about it. No, not upset. Like, I don't feel bad in the least bit. And unfortunately, every action has a reaction. He, he's mad is what we can assume is going on. It gets deeper. We're not going that deep. Anyways, Nancy's mom assures Nancy, like, he can't hurt you. He's dead. I killed him. And then Nancy's mom pulls out of the fireplace in the basement the finger knife glove. She was like, look, I have this. Which is a strange and interesting thing (laughs) to do. I'm like, usually, like, killers are the ones who keep trophies. It's kind of weird to keep a trophy in this case. But I guess... I mean, I guess I kind of get it. Like, this was, I, it's almost like getting a prize book or something. Like, this this was a bad guy, and I, I took him out. So, I guess I kind of get it. Yeah. So, there's literally, well, in my opinion, I don't condone violence. But, I mean. I generally don't. I don't see very much wrong with what these parents did. Like, they had all of the evidence. It's one, Like, it's clear that this man did this. But because the warrant's not signed, he just gets to... Be free to take and murder more children? I mean, you could, it couldn't be a widespread thing because you can't have mob justice. But on a case-by-case basis, I think this particular one would be fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't really... Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, when, when our established justice system fails, well, where are you, you going to turn to? <laughs> this is getting into the end of the movie, the climax, the good <laughs> stuff. Nancy calls Glenn. And says, we're bringing this guy out of my dream. And Glenn thinks she's a nutcase. Like, what are you, we can't bring stuff out of your dream. She said, I just need you to come after midnight. So that way you can help me, like, kind of detain him. (laughs) Was it Glenn or his dad? Glenn. Did she tell? Oh, but okay, I remember. 
Glenn's like, okay, you know, after midnight, I can do that. Nancy says, do not fall asleep, though. She's like, you need to stay up until midnight and come over here. Okay, so this bad track record shouldn't have, like, you Mm -hmm. already know that this dude (laughs) will sleep through the alarm. Don't trust this guy. Anyway. So this guy is sitting in his bed, Glenn. He's got his headphones blaring music. He's got the TV on as well his mom knocks on the door and comes in and says what are you like what are you doing yeah go to bed i don't know probably what probably almost midnight at that point around 11 30 oh yeah it was 11 42 because it shows his clock which makes me think like why are both of glenn's parents awake still dressed in their day clothes at 11 42 because like glenn's a teenager okay i get that this makes a little more sense but but like these are like 50 year old people it's 11 42 and they're just kicking it <laughs> fully dressed like it's daytime yeah still. like they haven't even really <laughs> like they just got off work a few like yeah <laughs> maybe they did and then maybe people who are 50 do more than i do because i know i i can't even stay up that late yeah I'm in my 20s. no like, I... <laughs> I struggle 9.30. I'm pretty much out. <laughs> but they're both up. Nancy tries to call Glenn again. She needs to talk to him. Glenn's dad picks up the phone and he says, no, Glenn's asleep. Go to bed. Which is fair enough. Like, <laughs> and he hangs up Teenage girls calling your teenage son at midnight. Like, <laughs> Or I think at that point in time they said it was just after midnight maybe. Yeah. Either way, like it's, no. So she's calling him because he's supposed to be there, right? Yeah. So I mean, I, but yeah, it's like, I, I, I get where he's coming and from. And because Glenn can't stay awake, of course he's asleep. And he's also he, once he falls asleep, apparently he's just defenseless to Freddy. Can't, can't wake up to save his life, literally. <laughs> can't wake up for anything. And I love Johnny Depp, and I love this role, and I love Glenn. Glenn doesn't make it. It's I don't prob- know what happens to Glenn. Well, it's one of my favorite death scenes because of that. Like, <laughs> he, and it's so, like, I like it because it's so, he's literally just laying there and all of a sudden just starts getting sucked into the bed. And he's just horrible. He's just, no, no, what's that? Like, it's great because that would be just the scariest thing you're just laying in bed and you start getting eaten alive pretty much and then uh yeah you don't really get to see what happens to him it's just kind of a vortex of blood that comes out of the little hole that he got dragged into Mm -hmm. and it wasn't just him it's him his tv his stereo like all this shit gets dragged in there and then yeah just this geyser of blood comes out his mom opens the door and sees it and it's like i don't know exactly how they did or what they did but it's like on the ceiling where like it moves on the ceiling like it's being pulled a certain way like it's funky but it's it's great because you don't see exactly what happens it's so sudden there's no like there's no cat and mouse game it's just he boom very sudden i do like deaths that leave a lot to the imagination and you have no idea what happened to glenn like was he put into a demon blender i mean that's pretty (laughs) much what it looks like is he got put into a people blender it's wild but yeah it's very bloody um his mom opens the door it'd be such a terrible way to find out your son was killed like just blood everywhere well that was one of their things what i think it was the dad maybe was like what happened to my kid and that's a good question when we know you'll know like well it was it's funny because it's when you like they bring out the stretcher and uh they well when they first get there in the scene they bring out the stretcher and then later on they're putting buckets out to catch the drips off the ceiling like it's yeah when i saw that stretcher i was like not gonna need that 
and get mm. some sponges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is nothing too solid left. Yeah, that's a closed so casket like funeral for sure. Pieces of chunks just kind of hanging out, but nothing more than that. So Glenn's dead, and of course, because Nancy's father is the police sergeant, he shows up too. Um, you got all the police there. You got an ambulance. Nancy's just watching from the window, like shit. So Nancy calls over there and asks to talk to her dad. So at this point, Nancy's like, look, dad, this is what I'm going to do. She said, I am going to bring you the one who's killing everybody. She tells her dad, that's Fred Krueger. I'm getting him. I'm bringing him. She said, in 20 minutes, come over, break down the door so you can have him. And, you know, he's thinking this is just crazy not like she needs some sleep right she's Mm. just delirious at this point so he's okay like i have a liquefied body to deal with and he's not rude or anything but you can definitely tell that's like i mean he's sad he thinks his daughter like is going completely insane from losing all of her friends oh yeah that's there's there's a lot going on it's a lot of sadness like she's really like losing it you can definitely tell he's like overwhelmed and just he doesn't know it seems like he doesn't know what to do at this point because i mean things are really happening yeah but he agrees he just says okay i'll be over there in 20 minutes then he tells a guard like after he hangs up he said hey watch my house over there he said if anything looks weird he said come get me the guard's like what do you mean like anything anything starts happening over there just come get me oh yeah he's (laughs) go over there just watch (laughs) Nancy sets up a series of traps. Yeah, she kind of goes a little uh, home alone. Home alone, yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of very interesting traps that she sets up. Kind of to slow Freddy down. Strangely, these are more effective than they should be. Because they definitely, like, slow him down. It's really fucking weird. We'll get to that. She sets up these traps. She puts on clothes. I mean, she doesn't put on shoes, but she puts on slippers. Uh, And I'll take it. She puts on like a blouse or something, I think. She puts on a blouse and pants. Oh, okay. And she puts on slippers. So I'm like, at least she's got something on her feet. She's got some form of foot covering. It's not just bare naked foot. (laughs) So then she goes to sleep. She sets a couple of alarms. She's in bed. Starts dreaming. And she's ready this time. So she is searching for Freddy. She's screaming his name. She's calling him out. She's looking all over. She goes into her house. She walks down to like the basement. And then for some reason, there's another set of stairs because it's the dream world. Those lead to the boiler room. And now she's starting to hear, you know, the same things again, like her name getting called by Tina, her name getting called by Freddy. Like she starts hearing all of these things. And as she gets deeper into the boiler room, she finds Freddy's bed, which well, what we can assume is his bed. Like there's a bed in the boiler room. Yeah. I think that's his on that bed are trophies from murder. So there's quite a few things on that bed, like in that room. So I'm assuming those are from trophies of the kids he killed. But like you can see Glenn's headphones. Mm. Um, when Rod gets arrested, the cops say he has a switchblade. You can see that switchblade. A switchblade, yeah. Um, Tina has a crucifix in her bedroom. Oh, you can see that crucifix. Yeah. So like he has trophies from all of her friends that he's killed. And quick side note, uh, Freddy's a little bit scarier, I think, because he, even though he is a demon, he's not susceptible to anything that a demon would typically be susceptible to. Like, mm-hmm. he's not like holy water, crosses, prayer, like, none of that type of stuff that you would usually use against. That it doesn't seem to have any effect on him. He doesn't. None. I'm not sure exactly. Well, it gets deeper. I don't know exactly. The rules are confusing. 
It gets more confusing. Freddie's a little OP. Let's just let's just say that. <laughs> she continues to look for Freddie. And then this is probably the only jump scare in the movie that still gets me. But he just he just appears. <laughs> He's there at her side and starts to chase her. Which is something I do love about Freddie is because some he changes up his approach. It's not always the same. Sometimes he comes at you very slowly and like menacingly and he's just looking to scare you. Other times he just comes crashing through the door and tackles you. Like yeah. you don't even by the time you're on the ground, you still don't know what happened. She starts running throughout her house. So they go up from the boiler room, back to the basement, and through just the house. So again, she had all these traps set up and they are super effective at detaining this guy, which is really weird. I just feel, yeah, I definitely think Freddy should have suspected something because she, she came into this dream world ag aggressively. He should have, I feel like he would have suspected something and been a little more cautious, but eh. He can't take a hint, I guess. Well, maybe he was also just underestimated her and was like, eh, whatever you got in store, ain't nothing for me. She's able to, after going from her room, back down the stairs to the living room. And side note, the scene where she's trying to climb the stairs and her feet get stuck. It's fantastic. It's a favorite. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, she does Great. get stuck. Mm -hmm. After they get back down to the basement. She is able to corner him and she covers him in gasoline that she throws at him and sets him on fire. Seems like it would be more traumatic for him than anything else. It definitely was traumatic for him. It's really the only part in the movie where Robert England doesn't look happy. Well. It looks extremely traumatic. I mean, yeah. So he's screaming, he falls down, Nancy runs up the stairs, locks the basement door and she see this is one of those things where in this scene it's hard to tell when she wakes up at some point she wakes up so she's awake she runs to the door because they're fucking padlocked and there's bars on everything she's like screaming across the street to glenn's house mm, that's for right. her dad her dad turns sees smoke they all go over there bust down the door they go down to the basement no one's there but there are fiery footprints leading up to her mother's room where her mother is drunk in bed. That, that's where she was because, of course, where else would she be? Mm. Nancy runs up there before any of the police officers to see Freddie on fire on top of her mother. Freddie then disappears and you just see Nancy's mother burnt to a crisp. Oh. This is the point where her dad walks into the room and also sees this. But her dad's also there to see Nancy's mother's body get sucked into the bed. So this is the first part where Nancy's dad gets to see that Nancy is not crazy. Because all the other times before, she's saying all this stuff. And she's like, no, you're a loony. But now he's like, oh, you're not a loony. And that's, <laughs> that's a bigger problem. Because I'm like, it's still him and her pretty much are the only ones who have seen it. So now they both just sound crazy. Like, it's unfortunate because it doesn't help that much. I mean, I guess he's the police chief, though, so. Nancy says she needs a few minutes and that she'll be down in a second. And her dad closes the door behind him for some reason and leaves her in the bedroom. So Nancy is turned away from the bed. And you get to see Freddy rise from the bed behind her. It's like from the center. Yeah, he kind of comes up out of a... Uh... Mm -hmm. Like through the, the mattress, yeah. through the sheets, yeah. It's a really cool scene to watch. 
At this point, Nancy's like, yeah, no, I know your game. <laughs> she says, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah, he was... It's a really cool scene. It's one, uh, one of my favorites, probably. Really menacing. And then he just, like, cuts his way out of the sheets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at this point, she's just like... She's not messing around. She's like, I, I know your shtick, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah, she says, I'm not going to run. I'm just going to hang out here. I take back all the energy I gave you, and she turns to leave the room. This makes Freddie very upset, and he lunges at her. But because she is not afraid of him, he kind of just shatters in a like, weird 90s effect. It's all the little blue dot. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> just, like I don't know, fades out from existence. It's, it's weird. It kind of reminds me of something like It. I guess It Part 2, the newer one. It's kind of anticlimactic, in my, and it's got that same, like, oh, we're just not afraid of you, and that's all it... It's a little disappointing, but it's pretty much great up until then, and it does have an extra little thing at the end. At this point, after he disappears, we cut to what I can assume is the next morning. But Nancy's mom is alive. Also, Glenn... Tina and Rod are alive because Glenn comes to pick Nancy up for school in his car with Rod and Tina in the backseat. It's also very like, I mean, you can tell it's obviously like smoke machine or fog machine or something, but the whole scene just looks very foggy and hazy. It doesn't look real. So I wonder if that's just supposed to make you think it's a dream or it could just be smoke because the house was on fire. Yeah, that's why it's kind of hard to tell exactly what it's supposed to be. Because, I mean, the it would make sense, but it could just be to signal that it's not. It's hard to tell. I don't know. Yeah, so Nancy's mom is like, oh, I don't even feel like drinking. <laughs> that's I'm her just, whole thing yeah i'm just done drinking i just yeah. don't want to anymore cool and then nancy gets in the car to go to school but then the convertible top goes up by itself glenn can no longer steer all of the doors lock mm-hmm. doors lock windows come up the convertible top is also red and green striped but nancy in particular they're all trying to get out but nancy in particular she's she's trying to call to her mom and you know help us and her mom just smiles and waves and the car i assume the car drives away because i don't think it's them and then uh her mom just kind of gets sucked into the window well pulled into the window by freddy his arm comes out and grabs her neck and pulls her in it's a kind of a great like it's a great ending though because it the whole thing like at first it kind of sets up like the happy everybody's fine like it was just a dream or whatever because everything's perfect her mom's not drinking she nancy got sleep her friends are you know just hanging out in the car just like the quintessential perfect like 80s day it kind of seemed like and then yeah it slowly starts devolving into what it really is it's really it's, it's pretty great so are her friends alive and her mom alive are they not was she dreaming did any of this actually happen or did none of this happen i don't know but the movie's great Who knows? that's kind of the great it's so ambiguous the ending that like it could have it could have not been real it could have been real who knows like maybe she really is just going crazy like maybe all that like maybe none of that happened and she's just in the car and they're just going to school and she's freaking out thinking she's seeing things like who knows i think it gets more into it in the second no, one indeed. but um not really the second one who knows what's happening in the second one 
that's for another day. Well, that. <laughs> but like in the third one on, it does get more into like Freddy himself. Isn't and what's the, actually going on? Isn't the second one the one that really upset the rules because he just didn't he go into that party and just start murdering people that were awake? Yeah. Like the second one just kind of takes everything that was established and throws it out the window or half established. It was always a little Who knows? Yeah, the second one is kind of a mess. That's this movie. Honestly, I wouldn't really change anything. Like, I just, I love this movie. It's great. I mean, it's definitely got a bunch of cheesy 80s effects because special effects have come a long way. But oh, yeah. the practical effects they use make it still great to watch. Like, the thing, no CGI, lots of practical effects. So. Hold up better, for sure. <laughs> no, I really like it. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. My favorite. Definitely watch it if you haven't seen it. It's not even a long, it's 90 minutes, 90, It is 94 91 minutes. minutes. Oh, 91 so, minutes. Yeah, it's an hour and 31 minutes long. Oh, okay, so yeah, it's not a long movie. It's it's pretty, pretty well paced and everything. It's interesting. I don't think it spends too much time with like character introduction or exposition or anything like that. It really does just kind of, it, it does what it needs to do, the character introduction and stuff, you know, it, but it gets into everything quickly. I, I like it. And if you have completion anxiety, there's eight not or eight other oh, films you can watch. Oh, there's plenty. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> there is a ton of Freddy for you. Whether or not you want to watch any of the other ones, whether or not Nobody I would recommend for all of them. These, but they're here. What am I doing next? What's the next movie? Also an original horror. I would say either either Friday the Thirteenth or Halloween. I'm doing Candyman. Oh, Candyman! Sorry That's that I a... asked for your suggestion and then took none of them. Uh, well, I was still <laughs> I was still trying to work by because I was like, it's an original horror movie. No, Candyman so. would be fun. It's also one of my favorites. Yeah. I watched too much, and that one actually gives me nightmares still. So hmm. Tony Todd, scary voice. Sometimes I just hear it while I'm sleeping. It's not good. Hmm. Okay. It's probably one of the few that I can't watch to go to sleep because like everything else like I just put it on to put me to sleep But I'm not that much of a psychopath that I can't watch Candyman to go to sleep. I guess I could hmm. Guess I'll find out mm. I guess I know what movie we're watching next Woo! Mm. <laughs> so please go follow on Instagram at Psycho Soiree and give this a download I will be back next week with more. Thanks. Bye Thank you.